Hello and welcome back to another very special episode of Sip Pop Writer's Room, a, a hopefully rather small review, but uh, but I do want to talk about this movie, uh, this will be interesting. By the way, uh, I'm your host Aaron, not that Aaron of course, I'm joined by Shane Kanto. What's up guys? Here to talk about Coda. Woo, Coda. I you know, I'm actually like okay if this review goes a little long because here's here's what we were just talking about is I don't think anybody knows this movie is coming out because I didn't know this movie was coming out. It wasn't even on the coming attractions, you know, we didn't do that for the regular podcast, but um uh, but it was simply because I forgot because the website that I go to doesn't show um uh, the Apple TV Plus or like most Netflix movies like it has to be something actually you know, substantial so um you know so like that's kind of sketchy that i think the only reason they do get the netflix ones is because they go to the first so yeah, yeah. i um <clears throat> i use uh first showing that's what i used to um, yeah. and then a couple of different websites and like this movie was listed on um their web uh the website like there's like eight releases that they have for this weekend and this was like the sixth one down or something like that and it wasn't even bold so you know they weren't putting a whole lot of attention on it which is weird but but, uh this also premiered uh at sundance uh this year early yes so uh about january they showed this film And, and here's what we're talking about here's what like apple should be totally going all out for this movie because they paid 25 million dollars for the right to it. So this is not like Apple made this. This is a small film that premiered somewhere and Apple TV is like, Hey, we're going to buy it just like they did with Wolf Walkers. And I think that's just how they do. I don't think that they actually like produce their own. No, probably probably their TV shows. They, they, they produce the TV shows. They bought green and Greyhound last year out Mm -hmm. of theaters because you know, the world collapsed and everything. And um, actually, I'm wondering if they produced Tragedy of Macbeth, the Coen brother film, one Coen brother. Probably, and my one. guess is like the um, some of the like documentary stuff, like the Beastie Boys one. I'm sure they did. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure about the Billie Eilish one because that started filming before anybody even thought of Apple TV Plus. I um I pay attention to a lot of the festivals and stuff like that because like that's where a lot of the big indie films and potential contenders for like award season come out. And when I saw this got bought up by Apple, I got excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, Apple's a big mm-hmm. place. Hopefully they'll put this out there. And then they're like, let's drop it in August, right. which is like one of the most awkward times to release anything for Oscar contention, right. because it's like the wrapping up of the summer blockbuster season. And right before things start kicking up, well, look, uh, and, let's, and let's be honest, nobody's opening up Apple TV right now to watch anything besides Ted Lasso season two, nor, sh- nor should they. Ted Lasso season two is amazing. And, you know, Ted, because Ted Lasso is amazing. But anyway, like, I guess maybe they're hoping that by kind of putting it in there, you know, that we, uh, they've gotten a chance mm-hmm. to like put previews up front. So maybe they're hoping, well, when somebody comes to watch Ted Lasso season two, we'll have this on the front. You know, maybe. And yeah. that's not, that wouldn't be a bad strategy either, but yeah, you're right. It's a weird time, and we've gone long enough without talking about this actual movie. Uh, Coda is a is a twenty movie coming out, uh, Apple original film, so um, it'll be available exclusively on Apple TV Plus, um, and maybe like some super indie theaters, you know, the ones that you know uh, like might pay Apple to to screen their movie. Uh, but this, you know, you can't find this on Vudu or iTunes. Well, probably iTunes. Uh, actually, no, not iTunes even. Um, you, you're not going to be able to. 
do a $20 rental, you're not going to be able to go to theater to see this most likely. You're just going to have to put $5 for a month of Apple TV plus. Like that's better than a $20 rental. And while you're at it, check out Ted Lasso, but uh, <laughs> watch Ted Lasso. It all comes back to Ted Lasso. Well, I guess right now watch Led Tasso, but um, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, Coda, Coda, we've, we've look. Uh, this is a new movie written and directed by uh, Sian Header. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and uh, this is the story of uh, so Coda um, stands for Child of Deaf Adults, um, and so this is a story of a fully hearing um, and talking person uh, in a family of deaf people, uh, and she explores a musical passion uh, for the first time. Uh, turns out she's really good, and so that's what the story is about. Is kind of struggling like her desires versus her family's desires and um fi- you know finding her love for music and and kind of figuring out what's the next step um not not a ton of notable faces in this uh we'll talk about uh definitely one for sure which is uh um uh F- farida walsh pillow uh pillow he uh is the main character in sing street which i didn't realize yeah. because puberty and you know one He's year up a lot. people he has right because he did sing street when he was like 13 and you all know 13-year-olds versus 17-year-olds. They're insanely different. Uh, and the other one is uh, Eugenio, uh, uh, Eugenio, Derbez. U- U- Eugenio Derbez. And the only thing I knew him from was when I saw the trailers for the remake of Overboard. Um, oh, yeah, so. he did that. Um, yeah. I remember seeing him for the first time in How to Be a Latin Lover, which I laughed more than I expected to watching that movie. And then he was in the uh, Door of the Explorer movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did see that in his credits, but I didn't. I didn't see the movie. Um, and uh, the writer director for this movie, um, not not done a ton, uh, but that's typically the case when you get something at Sundance. But has had a couple of uh, uh, really good like directing on like Numbers and Boston Legal. So like not a Soprano. Well, she's acting. Oh, those are acting credits. Okay, not directing. Yeah, I thought so, I put the director. Uh, directed um, directed she... a couple episodes of Glow uh, and directed an episode of Orange is the New Black. Wrote for a while on Orange is the New Black. Like that's that's not nothing. Yeah. That's a great show. Well, and I want to do a little shout out to another property of Apple TV Plus, Little America, mm-hmm. which she also worked on. If you haven't checked out that show, it's a wonderful little show. Each episode's about a true like American dream type story of immigrants. And it's a very heartwarming uh, show, and not surprised that translated into this movie. <laughs> well, you know, I, we've gone long enough without giving our ratings, and, but I, but I feel like all that was important. You know, like why is nobody talking about this movie? And I hope that if you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard of this movie, that you know, maybe now it's on your radar. And especially after we give our ratings, Shay, did you like this movie? Love it, hate it, or just like uh, dislike it, or think it's just okay? I loved it, honestly. Um, it was funny because I was watching this on a Saturday morning. Generally, I'm an early bird, so I'm up watching a movie. And my fiance walked down the stairs and asked if I was okay because I was visibly upset <laughs> sitting yeah. in my recliner watching this movie. <laughs> uh, I, look, I, I'm with you too. I love this movie. I think it's terrific. Uh, it, this is my new favorite film of the year. Um, and like I have seen maybe like 30 films this year, way less than you have, Shane. Uh, and I'm pretty confident it's not going to stay at i mean it's my number two because derek del guadio's in and of itself is still number one because that to me is just like insanely good uh and insanely like meaningful and inspiring and all that but like uh i mean it was the suicide squad was my favorite like film Mm -hmm. of the year uh and so like a week ago but like i like this more than that and i loved the suicide squad 
but like, I really strongly love this movie. Uh, it is my new like favorite film of the year. And uh, yeah, man, sim- how many times did you cry during this movie? So I will admit I've probably actually cried twice ever watching a movie, but boy, did I get upset and emotional multiple times during this movie. Cause this is one of those kinds of films where it's like, I can t- like I can in detail describe to you at least five, six scenes in this movie that mm-hmm. like hit me. And especially some of the moments between our young lead and her parents. Yes. Those moments in this movie are special. Well, and her brother too. Like who yeah. it would be easy to just look at the relationship between the, like the parents, but like yep. her bro- like her brother really has that um you know, almost like the make a biblical reference here, but the, the elder brother in the prodigal son story, um, yeah. you know, like it just has that sort of like, we overlook this character and a lesser movie would lo- overlook this character, but he has just as much heart and soul as the parents do. Um, yeah. I'm surprised with how much like he was a part of the story, which it's that kind like, I think he even calls her like St. Ruby or yeah, something we'll like that. Yeah. Cause it's like that kind of thing where it's like she can do no wrong and the parents always lean on her and Mm -hmm. he's perfectly able yeah to be able to help more but like like the one thing like it's hard for me to get past a really predictable plot which i don't think this film's gonna throw you a whole lot of curveballs in terms of its narrative no i think you're gonna know the story beats yeah, but boy, do they knock every single one of them out of the park. So honestly, right. sitting watching this movie, I didn't even care. I'm like, so, I can see where this is going, but I'm so, loving every step of the way. I think that's a really great point to bring up. By the way, as, as far as cried, uh, I cried three times in the span of about five minutes, and that was it. Uh, because like as soon as I stopped and collected myself, all of a sudden they would do something, and it just destroyed me. Uh, and I'll talk about that in spoilers, because it is like the last five minutes of the movie so mm-hmm. um but but you're i felt intense emotion several times during this movie um but not you know it, it's not necessarily crying emotions but i'm thinking of you know, it seems that they show you in the trailer which gosh they give away some of the movie's best moments in this trailer but the you know the scene where um where she's like trying to tell her family that she needs to go and the family's like no you need to stay and she's like i can't stay with you forever like it's just this this lead actress is an incredible uh, Amelia Jones. I've yeah. never seen her in anything, but holy cow, she is somebody to look out for because she is giving a truly incredible performance. I I really hope she gets some um uh, some buzz for something. Look, I don't know what the Oscars are going to look like this year because of everything. I don't think anybody has yeah. an idea. Um, look, honestly, maybe I just want. <laughs> This could be really morbid, but maybe I want Delta variant to start doing something that way. That way, theater shut down again, so we can all talk about how good Coda is. But well, you know, Clifford the Big Red Dog already ran away from the Delta well, variant. So. Well, but that makes sense though, because that's a movie aimed for kids, and kids are you know the ones that can't get vaccinated. So like, yeah, I understand that. So uh, that it doesn't necessarily cause me to worry. But I look, I think people should do whatever is in the best for the interest of the, the general public, including getting vaccinated and, and all that, um, not just you you know, can, companies doing things. And you can stay home and watch this because it's on Apple TV Plus. Right. So there you go. Right. Yeah. So even if the country shuts down in a week, uh, you know, you've got this. Even look, we're releasing this today uh, or the, the episode, the day that this um, launches. If you're checking this out a week later and the country shut down again, like, look, just 
pay the five dollars. I promise it's worth the five dollars. Um, less, less less than a movie ticket. That's less than you know paying to rent even like a regular movie off of Voodoo. That's typically like six ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So I can't even buy a hot dog for five dollars <laughs> at an AMC anymore. So no, 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 for sure. So uh, look, I, I think that this this uh, this lead actress is incredible. Of course, the guy from Sing Street is is good. That definitely proving that's not a fluke. I just kind of hope he doesn't get typecast in these kind of like musical charming male lead male romantic lead role he was in one other film that i saw this year and the title is escaping me at the moment but he it was like a street level like young men in like a gang type here are the young men uh yep that one so and apparently he was on vikings that's interesting yeah Um, apparently he was on I didn't see Vikings, but yeah, apparently on for a little bit. It looks like he's only done Sing Street and then a couple of shorts. And then here are the young men and Coda. So like yeah. really impressive filmography so far. And I haven't seen Vikings, but I know the reputation that show has. So, And then I think one of the most important things to point out about this film is all the family members are portrayed by deaf actors. And yeah. including Marley Matlin, who has been an advocate for representation since the 80s when she got oscar buzz for um children of a lesser god mm-hmm. and i've seen her in quite a few things over the years and she's a really talented actress and i'm smelling a best supporting actress she needs to get for it. her she and, needs it and the scene one of the scenes that she has with her daughter that that was i think one of the first scenes that really hit me emotionally i'm like there you go movie you got me mm-hmm. and troy kotzer who plays the dad Oh my god. <laughs> Hilarious. The whole entire movie. And <laughs> Yeah, and then and and Daniel Durant playing the brother gives an incredible yep. performance. Um and even the roles that we don't see very much, like uh Amy Forsyth as Gertie, which I think this is her like film debut, uh, and then Molly Beth Thomas who plays Audra, the the brother's girlfriend, like even them, they get like maybe five minutes of screen time, but they're a delight. Yeah, I really liked uh <laughs> her best friend yeah yeah had a crush on her brother and there's some there's some fun moments in their interactions yeah. and maybe this is a good place to stop and say this too is if you're expecting this to be like a sappy family drama like it kind of is in a lot of ways but this is one of the funniest movies i've seen i think i laughed just as much as when i did like during the suicide squad because there are some genuinely hilarious moments uh yep. that uh um yeah i i I, I was watching this movie and I had somebody in my house downstairs while I was watching this, uh, you know, watching the dog and, uh, uh, cause she came early and, uh, and I was just afraid, like, she's just going to hear me laughing and think I'm psychotic because it's just me laughing and then musical number. And like, uh, and there's not, there's not a ton of original music in this too, but, uh, uh, yeah, this movie's hilarious. Yeah. Cause like the dad is so unabashedly himself and comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. to the point where the way he acts in front of people is so funny. And you get that from the very start. And yet, probably for me, the most emotional moment in the whole entire film is one that he shared with the, uh, his daughter. Yes, um, yes, and yes, then, yes. <laughs> yes. And then you have Eugenio Derbez, who I felt like... From reputation for what I've seen him in other things, I'm like, he's going to feel like he's in a completely different movie. Um, But, like, it fit. 
his character and he's obnoxious he's a kind of a jerk but he plays that mentor role with so much energy and really pushes the main character to be the best version of herself and i love their relationship i was really surprised at how little they're in this that he is in this movie um and yeah he's incredible whenever he's in it but like I was expecting this movie to kind of shift to focus on her and music. Even while watching it, it's kind of thought that that's where that going. And we'll see less and less of the family. But this is at its heart a family movie yep. that happens to have somebody pursuing a musical career. This isn't somebody who's going to pursue a musical career that also has a deaf family on the side. Like it's this is really um, he he would be a supporting actor, uh, and I think I expected him to be a main actor. Uh, but any of the family members would go under like uh, main actor or lead. Um, actor actress so um terrific performances all around this movie's hilarious it's heartfelt and you you brought up earlier that um some of the reviews i've been seeing on letterbox from people i follow that went to sundance just kind of say like it's kind of just a blah movie like it, it's it, you know it's good it's heart well it's heartwarming and it's charming but it's also like just a movie that isn't gonna take you for any wild turns you kind of know exactly where the story's gonna go but Look, I felt the same way with In the Heights, and I felt the same way with The Mitchells versus the Machines. You know, once once it started going, I, I felt the same way with most movies this year. I feel this way with most movies. Like, you know, it, and and we got some movies coming up that I don't quite know where they're going. Like Reminiscence, and that's exciting. But uh, but we but like something like this. Like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Not every movie needs to reinvent the wheel. But like you said, it does all of these little things so well. Um, and you know, because it kind of it kind of gives you a little bit of like uh, minor bullying, but it, like it doesn't make a point about it, and it just shows you like here's a bunch of girl high school girls being stereotypical high school girls, and 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 you've got like the start of a love relationship, but there's not really anything unique or special about it. Like nothing about this is special or unique except for the characters, and that's why mm. this movie is amazing because these characters are amazing. Yeah, because like. I knew where the narrative was going, did not know where my feelings were going to go watching right. this movie. And right. that's where this this hit. And I feel like it's easy to take for granted some of the things that they put a spotlight on because like the majority of people are not deaf, but they bring up a lot of important issues in this movie and put a spotlight on it. And yes. each of the characters have a different perspective on it. Like the mother has her perspective of, it's like she wants to push away yes. and she doesn't she doesn't want to get involved with the hearing wives of the fishermen. And like the dad doesn't want to go out to the bar with the other fishermen, but the son does. And now that, that was a pretty impressive scene where the son goes to like a bar and you see him struggling to like keep up with the conversation and he gets in a confrontation. It ends well for him, but I'll leave that to, that for a surprise. But I I think I have I think I have one more thing to say about mm -hmm. this movie is that uh, and then I think we probably just go to spoilers. <laughs> yeah, um, I have one thing to say, and that's I think this movie is really bold and brave where it when it chooses to do audio. I think this is a shoe in for best best sound uh, mixing uh, because just like Sound of Metal last year, where yeah. it takes some risks, just letting the movie be completely silent. Sound of Metal does it in 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 a time that you would just expect background noise. Or like even sometimes you expect to hear things, but like we don't experience the movie completely silently uh, like we do in uh, like Sound of Metal, like because he's he becomes deaf. I could have totally seen the movie just become 
dead silence except for maybe some minor score or whatever but that's not the movie it says we get to kind of be an impartial third party but this movie even though the main character is herself not deaf it's in it's really special some of the moments they do where there's kind of this climax of this movie where the family is gonna see the daughter perform and it's gonna be just beautiful but um and the and you're you're finally gonna see the daughter except like all right, she's got to go, right? Because, um, you know, it's not a spoiler because we know where this movie's going. Um, so, you know, so like you're finally going to hit, but it's completely quiet and we don't hear the final performance, which is an insanely bold choice, but it's the perfect one. Yeah. And, and it's the most beautiful moment. It's one of the most beautiful moments of the movie too, because instead of seeing her on stage singing, which we've seen a million times, you know, somebody on stage singing their heart out, we get to see the way that people respond to her. And mm-hmm. that's truly the beauty of music, right? Is the way that we relate to music and the way that we relate to each other through a common medium such as, like, gosh, I love I love that choice. Well, and it's interesting because it's like you could look at a film like The Suicide Squad and see the bold direction all over. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of style. This is a lot subtler in how bold it is with its direction yeah that particular scene where that camera like you're basically in the father's perspective and the camera is slowly panning towards people you're watching them and it's not bringing a whole drawing a whole lot of attention to itself but it's just such a beautiful and impactful moment and there's a few moments like that and i think this is there's one particular scene while they're fishing that causes some issues. And that mm-hmm. that was a scene that really upset me because I'm just it it gets to part of the root of the issue because they're a fishing family. And it's it's tough because they don't want to reach out for outside help. But the thing is, a lot of things aren't set up with people who have who are differently able in mind. And it's funny, I saw a tweet today because the tweet reaction to the performance scene was, it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility that a public school wouldn't have a translator at a performance when they have people who are differently abled. And I'm like, yep, because that's our public school system. Right. Because like, obviously they didn't have a translator or anything like that at the performance. Because, you know, it's public school in America. So not spending that money where they probably should, but there's a, there's a lot to unpack in terms of, cause the thing is this works on so many levels. Cause it's a beautiful story of a young woman chasing her dream. It's a beautiful story about her and her family, but it looks at the broader scope of what that experience is for people who are deaf in our society mm-hmm. and they're being marginalized or feeling isolated. And like, I'm not going to lie. I know what it feels like to be the person that everybody in your family leans on mm-hmm. when they need something. And like, I, even though it's not exactly the same, I felt that with her. I've had those moments where I felt frustrated, where it's like everybody leans on you for something. And it's a very relatable film in those kinds of ways because it's a very human story. But then yep. it still has a lot to say. And I appreciated it about that. Yeah. Gosh. I, we both love this movie. You should go check it out. It's streaming on Apple TV Plus now um, as of this release. So Friday, August 13th and beyond. Uh, the only way you can watch it is by getting Apple TV Plus. And look, if you're already paying for it, because Ted Lasso is is worth at least $5 a month. Um, like, look, 
please check this out. This is a really good movie. Um, like this is insanely good. And uh, so please check it out. And um, uh, even if you're not watching Ted, uh, you know, on Apple TV plus, even if you're not, you know, uh, a part of the cult of Ted Lasso yet, like, um, look, this is, this is absolutely worth your $5. Absolutely. And I, I really hope that this movie is not forgotten. And I really hope that this movie doesn't pass under the radar. Like it's been doing up to release. So, um, I think we're going to stop here and go to spoilers. So, um, look, if you've made it through this 25 minutes, you know how we feel. Um, you know that you're not in this. I don't, I don't think I have much more to say. I just want to talk about a couple key moments in the movie that you really want to experience fresh. So even if you're that kind of person that doesn't care listening to spoilers, even if you don't, you know, um, uh, gosh, I want to think of more, more, uh, more old example than the Suicide Squad. But if you're, if you're that kind of person that doesn't care if listening to a review before you've seen Avengers: Infinity War that at the, that it ends with the snap and half of people or half the people disappear, even if you're that kind of person, like these are story moments that you really want to experience yourself for the first time. So I'd really recommend you hop off and come back. Uh, but on that note, I'm going to open it up for spoilers. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's one main thing that I want to talk about that will branch off to a couple things, and it's just the moments I cried um, yeah. because this movie. Um, all right, uh, what what was was the moment that you cried? Was it uh, or felt really heavily emotional, um, like about to cry? Was it when she sings for her dad, or was it later? So. The three moments that really got me and they are and the interesting thing is like you get each moment with her family members. Yes. Like the moment with the mom coming to talk to her, which not only made me feel emotional, but also made me laugh so hard when she was like, Mom, you're a bad mother for so many other reasons. <laughs> you being deaf. I'm like, that got me so yes. bad. But like Marley Matlin is such a great actress and all the physical acting that she does in that scene when she like comes in and sits down on her daughter's bed and they have that moment because there's a point of contention throughout this whole film because you can tell she's parents are very sexual in this movie. <laughs> oh, listen to well, dad talk about his itchy balls. When he well, went. It, all right, here's the thing. When the movie first started, I was I was really hoping they're not just going for dad has itchy balls like I, I really hope they're not doing that but like that move that that scene pays off like that that scene at the beginning isn't just ha 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 dad's old and a fisherman and so he's kind of dirty all the time he has balls ha 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 uh and him and him and his mom have sex all the time like you know it, but it paid off because that was the crux of uh, uh the the break in the relate in the in the the firm halt in the start of a growing love um or at least fondness for one another because mm-hmm. it's that moment that becomes the catalyst where they, they you know they're the next door having sex when she has the boy over for rehearsal which is which that made me laugh out loud i i would have said the hardest this year but the moment in the suicide squad with polka dot man and starro is still the funniest thing i've seen all year so like this is this is easily number two um Especially the, the conversation that the dad has afterwards and yes. the hand signals is is amazing. So the what's so important about that doctor scene at the beginning too is it sets up the dependency and it shows her frustration with being their crutch. 
because then she starts having fun with them, telling them they're never allowed to have sex ever again. And the yes. way the parents react. Like, no, 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 no. And they're like, no, no, this is insane. And it's like, fine. He said two, two weeks. weeks. And they react the same. They're like, no, no. no. And like, there's several moments throughout the movie where he's like, of course I can't keep it in my pants. Do you see her? And he's like, all right, he's not wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But that the relationship that she has with her mother, because like, her mom dresses up. She's very much like a woman and a sexual being. And the main character, she's kind of a tomboy. And you yeah. can tell she gets uncomfortable by those kinds of things. So it's nice seeing them connect. But yeah, the scene that really got me was at the back of her dad's truck when he mm-hmm. was holding her face while mm-hmm. she was singing to him. And the way that the father acted during that scene, I melted. I was sitting there just like, yep. There we go. He's incredible. Um, this whole family is incredible. Look, I, I think this movie on multiple rewatches will make me cry more. Um, be, but it was the scene. It's almost back to back to back. Um, yeah. the, the scene that she has with the brother where he's saying, everybody has looked at me as incompetent and because of you. Like that paired with immediately after that is the performance at, at the uh, where she goes um, to the choir performance. Um, and that's the scene where the mom is just saying, or like the dad is looking around it. You see all these people who start connecting to this song. And then he points to this woman who's crying and then connect, you know, and then that scene connects to a, another really funny scene where he, you know, the, the director says nice to something that's not meet you. And then the dad's hilarious response to that. Uh, but, but then you, but then they get home and the dad does the hands on the throat, which is so touching. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to cry. Like it's going to happen. This is, this is going to happen. Like it just brought me up to this, this place. And then they w- they wake her up to go take her to the thing. Cause obviously they do. And they all go together and she starts singing and like, it's just enough. Like my emotions are still elevated. Um, but there's a little bit more like anxiety too. Like it's not just pure sap, love, care, charm, but there's a little bit of anxiety too. And then she starts uh, singing the second time. Um, after she's not quite confident. And the yeah. moment that she starts signing while singing, I just started bawling. I was like, this is so touching and heartwarming and like so emotional. I was just like, I, and also let's not, let's not negate that her, the final song in this movie is a song that I had never heard of before in my life, but I feel like it's a popular song. Like, I feel like it's like a, from the sixties. So I feel like, Mm-hmm. that's just me kind of being under a rock. Um, like, I feel like this is widely recognized to be a terrific song. This, after seeing this once, this film once ended about two hours ago. I think I've listened to the song six times. Um, and I definitely think this is one of the best songs ever recorded. So it's such a perfect song for her to sing. And she starts signing along. And like, just as soon as my tears dry up, they go into the montage in the second half of the song. And the moment where she reveals that she's accepted to Berkeley, I just start bawling again. And it's just so sad and emotional. And again, as soon as my emotions level out, as soon as I'm finally like, all right, I can catch my breath. Then she's, she's pulling away and they say stop. And she goes to the dad. And for the first time, a member of her family says words and it's her dad. And he says, go. And I'm about to cry now. It's the most, it's the most beautiful thing. Um, and I, I lost it at that point because I was like, I thought it was done crying. And <sighs> this movie, I know. And 
I, I'm going to like watch it as soon as I can with my wife. <laughs> oh, I, the, and it's such a great script too, because there's little plans. Like you might not expect this, but like there's a scene earlier in the film where the dad's like blasting rap music <laughs> in the truck. But the thing is the vibrations is a plant for later in the film when he holds her neck mm-hmm. so he could feel the music too. And it's just like, got all these plants setting everything up and it works so well. And I alluded to this earlier with the brother's uncomfortable trip to the bar with the other fishermen. <laughs> got some at the end. Good yeah, for buddy. him. <laughs> yeah. That was great. And when she had her, her friend sign that she has what herpes. Yeah. <laughs> Why did your friend just tell me she has herpes? <laughs> Oh man! This uh, movie, there's well, and the and, and the scene too where uh where where the dad finally stands up and confronts the man at the dock, and she's like, "Suck my dick!" I didn't yeah. say that. He said that. <laughs> like, yeah. this really, this is one one other moment too that I just totally missed over is there's a scene uh right bef- right after the concert where kind of I think the dad has decided. She's going to go to Berkeley or she's at least going to go to that audition. And I don't think the mom is quite convinced yet. It's right after the scene that you were talking about where she says, I'm not, uh, I I was so afraid to be a bad mom because I'm deaf. Uh, um, It's right after that scene. And she says, uh, she's, she's trying to convince the dad. No, we can't let her go. We need her here. We can't let our baby leave. And he's like, she's not our baby. She's like, she's my baby. She She was never our baby. Like just putting that perspective and seeing Again, she's an incredible actress. Uh, seeing seeing that put on displays, this the whole last third of this movie is is what makes this movie special. It, it was already a really special, charming movie before this, but mm-hmm. that whole last third is just scene after scene after scene of at least high emotions, even if it's not necessarily like a, a crying one. Even if it's more like a oh, like I really feel f- they, these are real people. Like I don't know if they're based off of anybody real, but to me, these are real people. Yeah. They they feel real, and that's what great acting is. Like you feel like you're watching people living their lives. I think the I think the scene that my fiance walked in on me feeling so distressed was when the Coast Guard showed up. Yeah, and I felt so bad because mm-hmm. like you you as an audience know exactly what's going on, and the tragedy of the scene is they have no idea what's going on, and yeah. that's the issue. And that's so tough because that's this that you know that's the second act shift of like things are going okay no they're not and we're brought down and it's just there's so many things in this film that work so well that might feel like a familiar ride but you're gonna love every second of it so who cares well and this movie does something that i'm really happy that filmmaking has gone in this sort of direction but uh, like in general, filmmaking has gone where not everything needs to be wrapped up in a nice little bow when you have a nice charming. But like there are definitely unanswered questions like um, there's a, a, you know, like I'm I'm trying to think even like I, I, th- I think this trend maybe started in a comedic way because you have something like Thor the Dark World. I didn't think I'd be referencing Thor the Dark World today, but um, where one of the post credit scene is, hey, remember that big giant beast that we just never resolved? He's just running around the streets still like. Oh, I forgot about him. Like that's a loose yeah. thread, and of course it ties into Agents of Shield. So, uh, but like I feel like that. But like even like these nice little warm, like Edge of Seventeen is not a, a movie that has resolution. 
you know, um, a lot of these movies that have, have become charming, like, are not afraid to just be like, you write the ending or you determine how the ending is or the en- the ending is not important. What's important is how we got from here to there. And because there are many things that aren't resolved. We don't know if she's going to stick around with string seat, string seat kid, like string yeah. seeing street kid, because he, um, you know, you want them to, but she's about to go to Boston for college and they're on the East coast somewhere. They're not that far. All the sports gear that they wear is Boston anyway. So you got to feel like they're semi close. They're Robert would not... be happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I was happy because I saw the Bruins there and I saw hockey on the TV in the background in the scene. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, but, but like, you got you to gotta imagine it's not that far away, but it's at least far enough away she can't live at home. Um, and, uh, and you get, um, so you don't know what's going to happen with that. You don't know how is she going to do at Berkeley. You don't know. Um, th- there's kind of a hint that maybe the, um, the bartender that, um, uh, is the brother's girlfriend. You get the hint that maybe she's going to be the new hearing, uh, hearing on deck hand helper thing because she's kind of starting to learn some of the sign. Um, so you get the hint that maybe she might be doing that because they don't have anybody lined up, but like, it's not confirmed. And there's the whole unresolved issue about the fine that they got from the coast guard. Like they're still in financial trouble. And there's yeah. a lot of uncertainty in this movie. And look, if you want to take it in real time and say this movie took place, you know, when it was filmed, like there's a pandemic coming, like, <laughs> uh, you know, so like there's, there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty about this movie and it's way better for it. Um, this movie is really good at just, just telling its story and, uh, and, and adding external pressures and external forces, but being okay, leaving you in a place that you're completely satisfied, even though, not, not not everything is very little is tied up and and you know, there are a lot of loose ends here but it's not plot holes it's just it's not important and it's life there's like it's not gonna all work out perfectly but i think the most important thing is that they all came became comfortable with the fact that she needs to do what she needs to do and they need to step up and figure it out we don't need to see them figuring it out but we know that they're they, her family has come to the point where they're going to figure it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, highly recommend this. You all should go pay your $5 and go watch this on Apple TV+. Plus. Look, I will pay you $5 to go watch this on <laughs> Apple TV+. Plus. So uh, there you go. Coda uh, on Apple TV+, Plus, August 13th and beyond. Uh, it's the only way you're going to be able to catch this really charming, really delightful movie. And I really hope we don't forget this come Oscar season. But uh, I'll do it be. here. I won't be either. Like I said, this is my favorite film of uh, of the year. So um, uh, there you have it. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for checking out. Uh, make sure to follow Shane stuff. Uh, YouTube, the Wasteland Reviewer. Instagram, the Wasteland Wasteland Reviewer. Uh, Twitter, Kanto Shane, because uh, that one's different. <laughs> um, uh, it's the yeah, stuff that he's writing on I... Stiff Pop. Lots of great stuff that is just kind of going under the radar, like Coda. So. Uh, make sure you just keep on checking out that stuff and um, yeah I'm not sure the next time we'll do a mini review but uh, really want to of Macbeth coming to <laughs> Apple TV Plus <laughs> maybe we'll see uh, I will definitely be watching it for my single Cohen brother yeah I'll see it at some point but, um, <laughs> yeah alright uh, Shane thank you so much for sticking around for, uh, for, for chatting about this wonderful delightful movie thanks for having me and this is definitely worth it go watch it yeah, come back in, uh, I think, two months when Shane's going to talk about all the Bond, the Craig Bond films. That'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, and Shane, we'll see you back then uh, at the very, very latest. And 
Um, yeah, thanks for stepping by.